Hello and welcome to the Full Beam Cars podcast, episode 7. Hi, I'm Sai. And I'm Al. And in this podcast, we'll be talking about car merchandise, the time I nearly died, and maybe some bonus feature. Right, but first of all, I need to... Not apologise, well yeah, apologise. In the last podcast, I really went to town on Peugeot being and so... And rightly so, Al, rightly so. <laughs> and Peugeot being so bland and invisible, but I forgot about the Peugeot 3008. Now then, on the night the podcast was was issued, I was driving to my mum's, and I swear to God, in as little as 300 yards, 300 feet, sorry, 300 yards, what's bigger, yards or feet? Yards? Oh well. Yards. Anyway, get to the point. Um... There were three pairs of 2008. Three? Three. Ca- came out right in front of me. I'd rather be blind. To make me look at the back ends, I thought, okay, point taken. The pairs of 2008 is possibly the best designed SUV on the road at the moment. And I'd just forgotten about it. The back end is fantastic. It's different. The side of it looks really good. It's a great car whoa, to look whoa, at. Whoa, and whoa, it won whoa. car the year 2017. Let's, so let's, let's not go overboard. I thought you were talking about the new estate. No, to 3008, where it's got the back uh, lights feature. It's like, it's like the light clusters go all across the car rather than up and down. I thought you were talking about the new, the new estate is nice because the, the day we did the French car podcast, I said, oh, French car's horrible. Yeah. I then saw a Peugeot advert for a new estate. I've never seen that. And that's nice. But right, okay. you're, you're going way overboard here. Well, I like it. Let's knock this on the head. Okay. They're so rubbish. Sorry, Peugeot. <laughs> sorry, but not sorry. Well, no, it's good. There's a glimmer of hope with the French cars at last. I didn't think it'd be Peugeot, but there you go. Okay. So, what now? Well, car merchandise. Oh, right. Is it is it merch or merch? Shall I just turn the scouts and stand a bit there? Is it merch or merch? It's merch. Merch. Yeah. Okay, car merch then. Okay, this got me thinking, right? I don't think that any car manufacturer should get involved in selling or being involved in merchandise. But it's all about the money in it, mate. I mean, they'll make money however they can. So... You know, I mean, I I think it'll, for me, it all depends on the look of the merch and what it is and where you can buy it. I think, first of all, it only happens in like the upper bracket of cars. Okay, so I think BMW, Audi, Merc, I think they are your entry level for merchandise. You get Ford merchandise, but nobody can't you? Why would you? Because people love Fords. <laughs> And we're sitting in one right now. You just need to remind you. But what I'm saying is right. Oh yeah, by the way, guys, we're on, we're on location today. We're, in, we're out of uh, our usual studio. You'd want to call it a studio. Um, admittedly, it's only in my car in a car park, but it's location. It is. It is. I'm looking at the back of another car, and which Audi. is great. Carry on, sir. So, for me, right, and I, I might be. This might just be my own opinion, and maybe I'm, I am wrong. But for me. I think car merchandise is all kinds of wrong because people use it to portray an image. It's like the whole thing about people say, there's your real life and there's your social media life. <coughs> right. You get me? Yeah. So I'm driving around in a battered old Skoda, but I'll put a Ferrari cap on and I have a Bentley umbrella to portray an image that I have one of those cars. You don't. Totally, mate. I think, I think especially with Ferrari, there is a... I think about being cool by association. People think they're being cool because you've got a Ferrari shirt on. You're not. You just look look like a, a fat peasant with a Ferrari shirt on. You have to drive something else or even get to the bus or whatever. So, like, 
it, it, it's so confusing. Like, you see so many big golf brollies now with Audi on or BMW or Mercedes or whatever. So you're thinking, right, well, does that person just like golf? So he's bought that BMW golf brolly from a BMW-sponsored tournament, or is that acceptable? But then, like, you showed me a picture yesterday, Al, of Ferrari footballs. Ferrari, Ferrari footballs. Why? What on earth is that? And... They weren't even good footballs. They were like they were like an old trophy five. If you got hit with one of those, your head would come off. You'd, you'd be bruised for life. They were awful footballs. Yeah, so not even Adidas or Nike or something like that. Just just some other plastic thing. The, the only manufacturer acceptable um, umbrella for me is the Rolls Royce because they are inserted into the door of the actual car. So you have so it's got part to of the car if you like the car to get the brolly. I got you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's too many people knocking around with Porsche caps on, Lamborghini bags, blah, blah, blah. And really, that's tarnished it for me because if somebody did own a Lamborghini, would they actually ever use maybe the, the Lamborghini that l- luggage that came with the car? Would they think, oh, I can't use that now because Softlad over there's bought one from, from you know, TK Maxx or somewhere? I'm going to say that. <laughs> God. That's an edit, okay. For, for me, it's. I know you're coming from safe, but for me, it's all about the look of the merch and where did you buy it from. Yeah. Okay, so Ferrari are on a bit of a hiding to nothing because nothing, none of their merch is going to look good. No. Purely because of the badge isn't very nice to start off with. Be honest with it. It's a black horse on yellow. Yellow and black don't go well together. Just look at the Watford kit. It's vile, right? Black and yellow doesn't work well. The actual fonts of the Ferrari itself, the word itself, is uh, just isn't nice to look at. So the badge is on a downer for a start. Then you've got yellow and black on red, which is just a pain for your eyes. Right? It just hurts your eyes to look at it. That shade of red is not easy to look at. No. Works well on a racing car because yeah. it's meant to be, yeah. and that's all fine, that's all good. But on a shirt, mm. no. Nope. Not not for me. Not for me. And it depends where you get it from. So, for instance, um, in Liverpool last year, or the year before, was it? year before. year before, yeah. Mercedes had a pop-up shop. Okay, so it was only there for like a few months, a few weeks. And in there you could buy... You could buy a GLA, actually, couldn't you? You could, yeah. You could, yeah. yeah. But you could also buy merchandise in there, and they had really nice shirts, especially this lovely T-shirt, which just had the Mercedes badge on. And it was cool. Now, again... The colours are different. Yeah. It's either white or silver on black. Yeah. Or black, yeah. And then Mercedes badge looks cool anyway. Yeah. And you're buying it in a Mercedes shop. Yes. So everything is right about it. I think... To buy a Ferrari shirt, which is yellow and black on red yeah. in the high street, yeah. is the All complete opposite. Yes, absolutely. So I get the whole buy a BMW, have a BMW key ring. I get that. I understand that, but drive a Nissan and have a Prancing Horse keyring, wrong. You know, have a Ferrari pen, wrong. You know, it goes as far to say, like, years it's ago... It's not just... We're really slagging Ferrari here. Well, you've got to think about Bentleys as well, haven't you? Well, anything, mate, any, anything... Did you see a Bentley pen once? Yes. And, that again, that was in collaboration with a really posh pen maker. I've forgotten the name. Von Fusterberg or something like that. So you Is pay- that a real maker? I don't know. We just made it up. Maybe. Sounds, Sounds good. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I am thinking, right, I'm going to go into, you know, again, a high street, a, a posh shop like Selfridges, John Lewis, Sarah, something like that, get myself a really expensive pen because I've got a really important job 
then I'm just going to totally devalue it by having Bentley put on it. Because everyone's going to go, look at him over there. He hasn't got a Bentley. But maybe I have because I've spent so much money on this posh pen. But, is but that, surely, is, is that the point? Surely it's subtlety. So if I've got a Bentley, fair enough, Bentleys aren't very subtle. It's a wrong example. But I like to think that less is more. So if I've got a Lamborghini, I don't need to scream and shout about it. I don't need to publicise it to the world. I don't need to come into work with a Lambo jacket, a Lambo pen, a Lambo bag, a Lambo lunchbox. Because driving around in a, in a bright lime green Lambo is enough. Yeah, absolutely. You know, what's next? Do I wipe my backside on, on, on toilet paper of a car maker that That's I don't like? That's a particularly vulgar example there, sir. Maybe. But anyway, let, let's move on to the next section. And I oh. think we can sum this up. As in, don't do it. If you ever feel the need to buy something that's from a different car manufacturer to the car that you drive and own, don't do it. For me, it all like I said, it depends on the, the look. Here's a good example. At the moment, Williams are in partnership with Shaw for the F1 car. And you can get Shaw deodorant, Williams edition, which sounds awful. Yes. I but pity anyone that wears that. I've got it on now. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but... Right, this is. I can't even want to say this. Come on, Al. The deodorant can looks lovely. <laughs> it does. It's, it's just a great design. And again, it's because of the design and the colours. Okay, can we end it now? Yeah, I've just said the deodorant can looks great. Yeah, you are. Okay, yeah, just, on a podcast. Let's finish that one. Let's move on. Right. So, next section is The Time Sign Nearly Died. Twice. Twice, twice, twice. Never told me that. Or, or near misses. Now, there's, there's all kinds of room for near your misses jokes, but I'm in punching distance here, so I'm going to leave that one well alone. Yes, do. Okay. Uh, hello, Wendy, if you're listening. <laughs> um, go on, say. Okay, so Al had a really good idea of talking about near misses that we've either seen or been involved in. So I thought long and hard about this, and then there was two times which it, it, it wasn't actually me. I have been involved in both of these near misses, but it wasn't my fault. First time was on a family holiday to India. India has no road rules at all, okay? It has, it, it's just chaos. And we were coming out of our resort. Which part of India were you? We were in Goa, in uh, okay. Bogmalo Beach in okay. Goa. Hippie. And uh, it was way before the hippie stage. It was when it was nice and classy, and, you know. Yeah, of course, cool. Um... So we were quite at the resort and we'd booked a taxi and we were going to a, a, a small town called Vasco da Gama. And this t- taxi pulled up. It looked okay on the outside. I sat in the front and as soon as I sat in the front, I could see the road. I felt like I was in the Flintstones car. The so road. There was, a, there was a hole in the car. There was a hole in the car, right? Cool. The music was blaring and that was it. Bang, we were off. Was that, was, was that your aircon, was it? That, well, that was it. That oh, was okay. it, right? And... In India, again, you might not know, but the cow is a sacred animal. So they they wander through five star resorts. They go in the swimming pools. They go on the beaches. They are they can go wherever they like. And the only rule on the road is that you beep before you overtake. And the part of India that we were in was just full of these big like quarry dumper trucks. And this taxi driver was weaving in and out. He was beeping. We we had so many near head on collisions. And then this one time. He beeps, he overtakes about 16 dumper trucks. Can I just, can I just ask, how wide are the roads there? Or how, how wide was that road? It was, it was small. 
It was it was just single track or it was bigger than single track. It wasn't a main road. It wasn't. I wouldn't even really call it a B road. It was on the verge of a B road. Was it tarmacked? Bits of. Right, okay. 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 The one side of it was a sheer cliff face. So if you go to overtake, you're on the wrong side of the road, and you're on the sheer cliff face side. Oh man, I'm sweating now. Okay. About it. Yeah, go on. So we're heading round, heading down this road, and he's beeping, and he goes to overtake this dumper truck, and he realises there's more than one, and then. There's a cow in the road, so he swerves to miss the cow and stuffs us in a ditch. So it wasn't really well, much of a near... It was a near miss, as in I'm still here to tell the tale I'm not dead, but it did cause an accident. Look on the bright side, you weren't off the side of a cliff. Exactly. Exactly. So Every was, cloud and all that, you know, go on. Yep, so that was my first near miss, and it was extremely scary. And within the matter of 15, 20 minutes, the tan that I'd been working on for two weeks just completely just drained out of my body. Oh, dear. I'd gone to, like, Casper. I was almost transparent with nerves. Did it come back? It did, eventually. Um, and the second near miss, um, Wendy, my wife, is a singer, and we were going down uh, to... Uh, South End, which is right down, uh, right down south in South End, South End, South End. And she was doing a gig down there, and uh, took her down. Went without, went without hitch going down. Now, this is good. Cause you, haven't, you haven't told me this one, haven't I? No. And then so when all the Mollies, when did 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 her show? She was working with a couple of other people. I had a, a little hotel room that I could chill in and wait for her, so I had a bit of a rest. And then, just as she was finishing off, I had a shower, refreshed myself, all that kind of stuff. Headed off. We must have headed off at about 1, 2 o'clock in the morning to drive back up. And we were on the motorway. What is, is it the M1 I was on there from... from South End? Yeah. Um, probably. I don't know. But I was on the motorway. And when was was having a kip, and I, w- I was fine. I was totally fine. I was just cruising in the, in the slow lane. And from nowhere, this, I think it was a big German car, Merck, Audi, BM, came flying out of the fast lane. He was doing well over 100, and he must have fallen asleep at the wheel because he just came right across Ooh. all three lanes. And thank the Lord it was the time it was because the motorway was dead. So he could swerve, he could go across all three lanes and not hit anything. And I had the, I had the, I was afforded the space to, to slam on my brakes as well. So I, I slowed right down. And he came right across us, and he must have hit the hard shoulder and uh, all the really big uh, cat's eyes and whatever. Yeah, yeah. Because he must have absolutely <coughs> cacked his kecks. Because he, he straight away just totally corrected the car and then moved into the middle lane and again just went off. So he must have just had that momentary just dozed off of the wheel. But that's all it takes. That's horrible when that happens. Yeah. Absolutely terrifying. Okay. I had like a four-hour journey. I mean, me, me arms were like, yeah, that's horrible. That. I was wired up to to a, a, something electric and sending the shock to me. It, I just couldn't settle for the whole journey. I was on pins for the rest of the journey. It's horrible. You think you know a split second difference or a couple of seconds difference, and you'd have been into it. Oh yeah, even even nine ten o'clock at night, that stretch of way would have been busy. So mm. that would have been a pile up. Yeah. yeah. Go on, Al. Over to you. Beat that. Well, I've got three examples. Oh, two, geez. two which I was directly involved in, and one you caused. No, no, and one which I watched from a distance. Okay, okay. You like that, do you? Watching. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, carry on. This is a family podcast, so I don't know what I mean. Right, yeah, I like watching the telly, so love it. Okay, carry on. I'll... Okay, um, right. First one, uh, yeah. I, the road I used to live in was quite a busy road. It wasn't the main road, 
but it was quite busy. Um, and we had one side road coming off the, our road. So I'm driving, I'm with my mum, going up our road, just come out of our house, just in like third gear. Um, I'm approaching the side road, which oh, is on my right. I said you're a boring driver. I'm approaching the I'm trying to paint the picture okay. for you. <laughs> okay. Uh, the I side would... road is on my right. Okay. Okay, as I'm, I'm about five car lengths from it, yep. this car comes out of nowhere out the side yep. road, going way too fast to get round the corner. Yep. Must have been doing... God knows how many, 50 at least, screeches around the corner and stops facing me. Wow. Like, with half a car's distance between us. It's that much on my side of the road. He was facing me. The driver was facing me, right? Crazy. He was a kid, obviously a joyrider. Right, the look on my face when I looked at him, funny enough, I wasn't scared. It wasn't time to be scared. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I was just glaring at him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he he was scared. I bet he was. Because he realised what he just nearly done. And the look on my face was, it must have said, you just nearly killed me and my mum, and if I get out of this car now, I'm going to kill you. You better get off now. That must have been some luck. In one look. Because you're a lovely, you know, mild-mannered fella. Mate, I scared myself. Did you? Jeez. Well, what what are you doing now? You just have to go, what, what are you doing? Don't you? Yeah. One of those. There was enough room for him to speed off at the side, but he just went. Yeah. But he was did. white. Yeah, so that right. was, I thought, God, half a second yeah. earlier, yeah. he'd have been, I'd been sided totally. Yeah. So that was, that was that. Next one. I was parked outside the shop, again by ours, where I used to live. And um, so I keep slapping the steering wheel this time and keep saying, stop slapping the steering wheel. I'll stop slapping the steering wheel side. Good. Okay. So I'm parked outside this shop, waiting for my mum. Mum comes out of the shop, gets in the car. Mum's putting her stuff away in a handbag, as women do. Yes. Yeah. Then I look up in the rearview mirror, and my face drops. And mum says to me, what's up? I just went, brace yourself. <laughs> <laughs> what for, Al? There was... A, there, was <laughs> there was a taxi... Right, and I could see it in my rearview mirror. It must have been doing over 40 miles an hour coming right at the back of my no car. No way. And I thought, he's going too fast to park. He's yeah, not parking. Yeah, yeah. He's just driving into my car. Yeah. And he's, but he was parking. And he stopped right at the back of my car and just gets out like as if nothing's happened to walk into the shop. <laughs> That's brilliant, that one. And I'm like, <laughs> you must have some brakes, you lad. No like, way. Oh, really? It was scary, mate. And what I saw was on the M62, um, going towards Junction 5. Oh, here's a good one for you, so no, we'll do it in a second. Going towards Junction 5, so even though you joined the rocket, going towards Junction 5, there's a guy in the... I was in the first lane, because I was coming off that junction. There was a guy in the right-hand lane, the far lane, doing pelters. He must have been doing 70, 80 yeah. already, OK? So I'm looking at the junction going up the slip road. It's it's well ahead of me, right? I haven't got to the, like, the countdown markers yeah, yet, yeah. OK? This guy comes across, and it's busy. He just comes across from the right-hand lane, goes right across the motorway and off the slip road. No way. Missed a shed load of traffic. Yeah. But the scary thing was, it looked like he meant it. Yeah. It wasn't as if, like, you know, sometimes you see on the motorway people career off. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I've missed my turn, and yeah. you're panicking. Yeah. No, he meant it. No way. Yeah. It was like, it was, it was so... I hesitate to say, well done. Yeah. Because <laughs> it was like watching a stunt. Yeah. 
Yeah. But, do you know what I mean? Wow. But that's why I was like, I thought, don't like that. No way. Okay, so as, as we're on game 62, what junction does it start at? Three. No. <laughs> 17. No. Two. No. One A. No. Zero. No. Four. Four. <laughs> the M62 started junction four. Yay, there's your bonus content. Why? <laughs> Why start junction four? Why? Why? Because you're gonna, you'll be so bored of this now. I'm bored already. I know you are, mate. The M62 is meant to go straight into Liverpool City Centre. Right. So there was going to be another three junctions. Right. But they never built them. So the motorway started the rocket at Junction 4. Right. Not Junction 1. Lovely. Nice one, Al. Thank you for that. Well, I, I think that's interesting. It is really interesting. Your face isn't saying that. No. No. Right, what else are we going to talk about? Have we got time? Right, so I haven't got time for anything else today because we've got to head back to work. <laughs> it's another lunchtime chat. But on Thursday's podcast and in the future, we're going to be having an engine noises section. Oh, yes. Do you like that, We right? all love a good exhaust note, Al. <laughs> yes, we do. Go on, mate. Give an example. Stop, it's too much. Can you get the car from the exhaust mate? Right, if that noise made you sweat a little bit, and you're our kind of person, <laughs> and you, you should be listening to this podcast. Right, uh, yeah, what was that, sir? Can you guess, Al? I, I saw what it was. Oh, did you? Yeah. That is an uh, BMW M4 competition. And that... Is a thing of beauty. It is. It certainly is. Okay. Till next time, people. Bye, guys. Bye, bye. Hello, it's Al again. Just a little postscript to this episode. I realised we didn't tell you how to get in touch with us. So, Twitter at FullBeamCars. You can email us at FullBeamCars at gmail dot com. Uh, yeah, that'll do for now. Okay, so get in touch with us. Please, any ideas you've got, anything you disagree or agree with, let us know. And one more thing as well. Um, I'm not an idiot. I do know the difference between feet and yards. Of course I do. A foot has five toes. Yards don't. Okay then, see you soon. Bye-bye.